0: Congratulations! On behalf of this university's faculty, staff, students, and alumni, we are delighted to inform you that you have been accepted. Some of us spend years dreaming to hear these
1: words, to read them off of a letter or a screen, and feel a sense of accomplishment. We pour endless hours towards this goal, studying, training, writing, anything to be accepted. In the end, the university you go to does not determine your worth. Rather, all of the effort you have spent and enjoyment you have reaped for the 17 or 18 years leading up to that point make you who you are. But in an attempt to make the college application process less intimidating, some senior staffers at Point of View will be sharing their knowledge and experiences on the process. We're your hosts, Rachel and Grace, and this episode is Junior Year, part one of a two-episode series on the college
0: application process. I'm Grace and I'm a senior at Northview. I'll be graduating in the year of 2023.
1: And I'm also a senior and I'm Rachel and I will also be graduating in 2023. Even before junior year, there are opportunities to get started on looking forward to college in your freshman and sophomore year. Um, And whether that's like specializing um, into classes or really exploring those opportunities.
0: Yeah, I would say if you already have an idea of like what career or major you want to pursue, you can really reflect that in your schedule. Of course, if you don't have an idea, that's fine too. I would just say to explore what you're interested in. So I would recommend like choosing classes that are similar to your interests. Like for example, I chose to not take AP Chem because I'm really bad at chemistry, but if you're interested into chemistry and the sciences, then you can choose to take like AP Chem after your honors chem or after your um, on-level chem class. So just um, really specialize in those topics you think you're interested in because then that appeals to admissions officers because they know what you're interested in and that you pursue it. And it also just um, helps you explore what you like.
1: Another thing is that If you don't know what you want to do, a lot of it is like exploring possible things that you might want to do, whether that be like in club fair, you can sign up for different clubs or maybe take a risk on a class that you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll like this, maybe I won't. Um, just really explore take this time in high school to explore what you might be interested in also because you're not wasting tuition money on being like "Mm, let me spend a semester on this oh wait that was a couple thousand dollars down the drain (laughs) oh great (laughs) um so and then we'll transition into maybe like our actual junior year start thinking about um the actual colleges that you want to go to Uh, what's your situation like Um, kind of some tuition fees what location would you want to go to Um, if you like cold weather go up north if you like southern weather stay down in the hot (laughs) hot sun
0: (laughs) yeah and if you have sort of an idea of the university you want to go to um, you can even sort of research like about what AP credits they take or maybe like what dual enrollment classes you can transfer and add that into your schedule. So you can like get a head start, pay less tuition money by transferring AP credits.
1: (laughs) And also make sure that you meet all the requirements in um, like from schools, like I was applying junior year I was looking at school's junior year and I was like oh I need a fine arts credit I don't have a fine arts credit so that gave me the opportunity to check senior year and be like oh I have space in my schedule for another fine arts credit and that could tie into like just throughout your high school career not just junior year of checking those prerequisites to apply to college and Most colleges, it's pretty standard. That's what I found.
0: Yeah, usually the requirements will match like the Georgia graduation requirements. But what really got me is, especially in the UC system, they require a fine arts credit to even be accepted. So after you sort of talk to your parents about stuff or like even just consider like your own opinion on location and demographic and what kind of people and places you want to be around, especially like urban or rural areas, because that should uh, be a part of your... Thought process. I think you should um, also start to go on college visits if you have the time and the resources to go because it's nice just knowing like just being there in person just to see where you would be.
1: I really found that going on college visits I mean even junior year or sophomore year is really nice because you can take those official campus tours and I think I went touring somewhere and they gave me like a curriculum map that I was like oh this is really cool and then I pulled it out of my like folder the other day and was like oh I actually really really needed this in order to compare the programs at different places.
0: Yeah and being there physically can get you an idea of like how are you gonna go about the campus are you gonna walk are you gonna bike like is there a train system and it also gives you an idea of like the life around the campus is it just like more of a college town where it's just like there's it's only popular because the university's there or is it like a more urban area where you can like um go out to more places?
1: And that's that's something that like no one can really determine for you. Um so when you're looking at these colleges, definitely be sure to think about am I a big city person, do I really like socializing or do I like having a small environment And then once you start kind of researching and going on visits, if you know the program that you want to go into, start comparing those to other colleges. Um, A good way to search these up is kind of just look up university name undergraduate or university name admissions, and that way you can um, really start learning about those programs. And if you don't know what you want to do, just look at the programs that they offer and think, well, how, what's the quality of this program? What's the quality of that program? Like, how is this school overall for all the things that I think I might want to
0: do? Yeah, so usually um, colleges have a specific website for people who are applying, and it'll usually tell you what their academics are like, so what majors they offer, and it'll also tell you what their like campus life is like, what kind of clubs and extracurriculars they offer. So I found those really useful when I was um, researching schools. And that's also a really good way to write your why us essays.
1: Oh, I didn't have to write any of those.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was lucky. And so when you're looking at universities, when you're choosing which ones you want to apply to, um, most people have this sort of structure of having safety, target, and reach schools. So I think it depends on like which website you use or which person you ask, but I would say mostly safety schools are schools that have like you have like a pretty decent chance of getting into like 60% acceptance rate, and meanwhile target is like maybe something that like fits you, but it's still a little iffy on if you get in. And then reach is, like, maybe, like, a 15% chance of getting in. Like, something that's, like, that, like, you think you might have a chance at. It might be kind of small. But, like, my advice would just be, like, if you have the money to pay the application fee, just go for it.
1: Oh, yeah. I had one school that I, like, YOLO'd, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe. Like, it'd be fun to know. But eventually, like, or excuse me, overall, um, safety, reach, and target are what, is what fits you it's not a blanket like oh x university fits into the safety category it's really what you um what you're like and what you think then you have at the closer to the end of junior year is rec letters from teachers um it's recommended that you get rec rec letters from two different teachers um and kind of like from two different subject areas, maybe one you're really proficient in and that you really enjoy, and then one that you maybe n- don't enjoy as much or just in another subject. So like humanities and STEM is like a good
0: general rule. That's the advice that I've gotten. You want to show that you're good at humanities and STEM,
1: and that you're and that you're not a bad student in the things that you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to have a rec letter from a teacher that knows you really well doesn't necessarily have to be like an academic junior teacher maybe stick with an academic teacher and then maybe an extracurricular like a coach that really like that you're really passionate in like I think one of my rec letters was a journalism teacher or Miss Evans (laughs) so because I'm really passionate that and I eventually want to go into that and she could write a good rec on that.
0: Yeah so most most universities will require at least one recommendation letter from a teacher that taught you just to sort of get to know who you are as a student from somebody else's perspective but I think also a lot of universities allow for two recommendation letters from teachers and also some of them allow for letters who aren't even from teachers like from coaches or like an employer.
1: Make sure you ask teachers at the end of junior year rather than like the beginning of senior year because they need to have time to either think about your rec letter or possibly write it. Um, some teachers may not write it over the summer, but at least they know that you're gonna be requesting it in in the fall of senior year. Um, so it's not just a huge surprise because rec letters take time.
0: Yeah, it can just be like a heads up. Also, one tip is that you want to get a gift for the teacher you're asking a rec from because um, letters will take a long time and a lot of time and energy to write and it's just sort of like even something small like a gift card maybe but like something personal is also really nice for them just to thank them for the time they're putting in for you
1: definitely something personal rather than maybe like i mean i I know a few teachers don't are like no mugs and no starbucks gift cards like something something that would be really sweet um and that they could hold on to and think of you i what i did was i just wrote like i got two really big like generous sized cards and i filled the entire side of it with just thank you and like how much i appreciate them but eventually you'll start thinking of like standardized testing like the sat act and psat um grace you want to talk about those (laughs)
0: yeah sure so i'm not the best at testing it's fine the most one of the more important tests you have to take besides of course the standard ones is your psat in your junior year counts towards your qualification for the National Merit Scholarship. And so depending on the score you get, I think it's like funded, or it's like partially funded by some companies partially funded by like College Board and you just um, get the chance to earn some money for like merit. And so I would recommend studying, um, particularly for your junior year PSAT, make sure you take your SAT, early, SAT or ACT early, just what I would say, or like, you also don't even have to take the SAT or ACT junior or senior year. I know some guy who took it in middle school for Duke tip and used that score. I would just say plan early for your SATs and ACTs and just like study for them as much as you can. Like, uh, Like a bad score is not the end of the world because a lot of universities now are going test optional too. So if you don't submit a standardized test score, it cannot hurt your application. Um, Another thing on that is if you want, if you're planning
1: on taking a test multiple times, make sure you allow ample time for like taking those tests. Like I remember spring of my junior year, they offered a free ACT at Northview, which I have no idea if they do every year, but um, I took it spring and then I took it fall. But if you want to take it during the summer, you have that opportunity and a final opportunity in the fall. I know if you plan to apply early, there's, like, different admissions love options that you can apply early or regular. But if you apply early, they offer credential deadlines. And some of those are, like, maybe mid-October to, like, December. And you have to make sure that you get your tests in by those dates. You can't, you can't take the test, like, October 1st and then the deadline's October 15th. And you're like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have my test scores. So just making sure that you take the, the tests within a good time window. So that's going to be our perspectives on how you can prepare for junior year and before applying to college. Uh, Now we'll look at some questions submitted by other students. Uh, So the first one is when should I start applying?
0: I would say start looking at the prompts summer of junior year if they're out already um, and start I started writing my essays over the summer and that made it a lot easier on me because I had a large portion of my essays done while, and I could just like edit them while I was going through like a hectic senior year. The next question is going to be how many
1: colleges should I apply to? Um, this is kind of just a you thing. Um, I don't think a number of college is like standard or anything. I know some people that really, really didn't know where they wanted to go and applied to like 20 plus. Um, And then I know people that are just applying to one or two. And another thing is also like application fees. I mean, I I think the most expensive one I had was like 85. What about 85? Mine was like 90, the most expensive one. But I mean, they rack up. I mean, so really think about like maybe, I guess a standard idea would be like one safety, one reach, one target depending on, like, how you want to do it, um, and it's just apply to wherever, I mean, you can do a YOLO school
0: like I did. (laughs) Yeah, like, I applied to 10 universities, and even though I already had, like, most of my essays done, by winter break, because the deadlines, um, for most universities is like January 1st. By winter break, I was like so over it. I barely wanted to like write any more essays. So for me, at least my limit was like close to 10. And oh, another note, since I was on the topic of like the January deadline, a lot of universities will have an early deadline where you can choose to apply early. So that's like early action. Like for example, UGA has early action and the deadline was in October. Um, An other early um, application deadlines are early decision, which is when you uh, bind yourself to a university. Essentially, you're telling that university, if I get in, I will go, which that is a lot of commitment. You have to get like a counselor signature for that. Another type of early application is REA, which is restricted early action, so you can only apply to um, one private university early action.
1: And then, of course, regular decision but yeah um grace really just touched on that really well um so what's common app a uh, common app is going to be the most common <laughs> hence the name a uh, platform that um colleges use to organize their applications um they're going to have all the questions um all of the deadlines on there, all of the requirements.
0: Yeah, so aside from what the university is asking from you, there will be one overarching essay, your personal statement, that is a Common App prompt. And also on Common App, you'll usually fill out things like your academics and you'll be able to write in your activities and awards. There also might be prompts from colleges that you need to fill out. And I just like to call
1: those supplemental writings, just, or supplementals and then what should I focus on which and then what should I focus my senior year on um I would say just really making sure that you stay on top of those deadlines
0: I would say don't take it too hard because you know you're gonna have to be working on those essays on top of all of your schoolwork and probably just second semester just like enjoy it go on senior trips and like Have fun. Make make the most of your time. Don't
1: get senioritis, because you have to submit a second final transcript, um, so you can't let your grades go totally downhill.
0: Well, yes, that's true. But, like, (laughs) I would say don't, like, don't let the pressures of school get to you.
1: I like that. That's very, very profound. Um, And then the last one is going to be, how do I go about applying for scholarships?
0: So... When it comes to scholarships, to be honest, I really just like Googled like scholarship scholarship searcher. And I just found you have to sift through the ones that apply to you because a lot of them will be like only from a certain demographic.
1: And some colleges do like automatically consider you for some scholarships, right? And then I know at least for one of the colleges I'm looking at, they have like a whole system that like you can apply, you can like put in kind of your credentials like like oh I'm interested in journalism and I come from like Georgia and then like you can get you can apply for that.
0: Yeah and at least at Northview the counselors will usually send out emails to your outlooks about some scholarship opportunities so just check those as well. This concludes the first episode of our two-episode
1: series on the college application process. Thank you so much for listening. For the transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. We've been your hosts, Rachel. And Grace. And this has been Point of View.